Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. Uh, it's episode 217. I'm Ben, here with Lucy. Hello. Hey. And. Hi. Adol. Hey. Hey. What a week it's been. Hey. Another 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 fucking week. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everyone's... I don't know. I haven't looked outside, so I don't know how I... eventful or not it's been. Don't, Lucy. Don't. Stay off social media. Don't look outside. Just... I mean, just hide. Just hide, drink some beers, play some games. Yeah, Yeah, we'll touch on things maybe a little bit later uh, about what's been going on this week. But first, we're going to open some beers. Uh, Lucy, what are you starting with? Mm. Um, Other than tea, I'm going to start with a beer from... Is it Puhaste? The... um, Where are they from again? Is it... Estonia, Slovenia. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say Estonia, but now you said Slovenia. I'm thinking, yeah. am I? I'm definitely wrong. Eastern Europe. Um, <laughs> and this is the Tartu Pilsner. Uh, it's five percent IBU, thirty-eight. It's a free thirty mil can. Um, no, it's in English, so I can't give you any flavour text. I, I, apart from maybe I can I make out the uh, country. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Even with all that, no. How's it spelt, Lucy? How's P- the brewery you, spelt? You with, um, what do you call the two dots over there? Umlaut. Mm. Yes, well done. I'm the linguistics <laughs> graduate. <and insular. laughs> I did it a German Anyway, once. I've never done German, that's my excuse. Anyway, P U for Umlaut, H A S T E. Do so much prep and research into these uh, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Puhast. Oh, it's a it, it, Puhast. It, uh, however you say that, it is actually a village in Estonia. Yeah. Okay. So I'd assume they are Estonian, <laughs> but it does sound very German, doesn't it? Mm. It's like that Ramstein yeah. song, Puhast, but slightly yeah. different. Um, yes. Yes. Good. Yeah. A pilsner. Nice. Nice Five to start on something light. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start on something light as well. Nice. I am going to drink the Session Pale from North Brewing Company. It's 4.1%, and it's got, as always, smashing can up. Um, yeah. It contains barley, oats, hops, and yeast. That is everything. Yeah, I had uh, two of those over the weekend. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Two no less. Mm. No less than three. Yep. One, one after the other? No, I think on separate days. Okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adol, what are you going to drink? Um, I've got uh, this Lupulus, Lupulus 10 from Buxton. Mm. It's, a Sim- it's a Simcoe Indian Pale Ale. Uh, Lupulus X is an experimental single hop program. Every beer has the same recipe, only the hop changes to deliver a distinctive flavor burst. And so this is their 5.4% um, Simcoe of the Lupulus 
X. I guess it's X. Maybe it's 10. I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought it was 10, and then I realized it was like a series, and I was like, maybe they've done 10 hops? Or maybe they're doing 26. Yeah. Yes, they've gone through all of those letters instead. Right, I mean, were all of them normally numbered as well before they switched to the? Uh, uh it's my first you know, one of them, so I have no idea. Yeah, what was there was. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then suddenly it's gone to X? Who knows? No one. There's no way of checking as Lucy. You know so. why? Why didn't they use Roman numerals for for the Xbox 360? <laughs> C-C-C- what would 360 be? CCC. Um, no. D? IX? D's 50. Isn't no, XI? L. No, because L is 50. Yeah, yeah. So LX. So it would be CCC LX, I think? What's D? Is that 100? No, M is 1000. M is 1000, right. D is five hundred because five hundred. Yeah, C, yeah, C is hundred. Yeah, so we were right. It was CCCLX, which is now what I'm going to call it: the Xbox CCCLX. We got there between the three of us. Between the I I I of us. Oh no, um, Lucy, how's the beer? <laughs> it looks like a pilsner. It's very uh, light coloured, um, just a bit darker than straw. Um, little bit of cloudiness to it but it's mostly clear um yeah there's still a lot of bubbles running up the glass mm. very carbonated pours a you know really nice bubbly and frothy white head looks like a good beer good pilsner lovely smelling it smells like a pilsner as well um mm. getting a little bit of sweetness on the nose getting the like the that very malty, biscuity smell that you get from um, lagers and pilsners. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's it's not as crisp as I'd thought. Okay. Because it has got quite a bit of you know, carbonation still in it, but mm-hmm. it's quite smooth and creamy taste to it. It's, not, it's not sharp and crisp and like very hoppy. Mm-hmm. It's more... It's more subdued. I think it leans Not a little bit more into its it leans a little bit more into its malts rather than its hops, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you're getting that very, like light, almost lemony taste from the malts as well. So, mm. and yeah, you're not getting like a lot of hoppiness or a lot of carbonation bubbles and stuff like that. It's it's very soft and easy. Interesting. Maybe I mean it's quite hot now, so maybe I would have liked it if they had a bit more zing and a bit more crisp to it. But flavor-wise, it's still on point. It's really nice. It re- really gets those like 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 those Czech malts in it. And it's like yeah, this is a really good pilsner. If you want something that's lagery pilsner, you know something like that, very like German Czech style. Mm-hmm. This this is uh, this hits all those notes. Nice, good. nice, mm. good. Uh, is it made even better by it being unbearably hot this evening? Yes, it is pretty hot. You know, just wiped away the sweat before we uh, started recording. Oh, I know. I'm gonna have to do another episode where my sleeves are rolled up. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so hot. Oh, it's ridiculous. You just gotta start wearing a vest and own it. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, I'll get my vests out. They're in a box somewhere. My wife beaters. Yeah. i got lots of basketball vests, so I'll start sticking those on. Not that I've worn them for fucking ages. Um, good. Anything else to say about the, uh, the Pilsner? No, I'm just... I'm, I'm going to knock it back because it's really nice. Yeah, good. Really good. Nice. Um, so, North Session Pale. I think it's very, very light. Oh, in wow. color, but 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 still pretty solid. Not much seeping through there. A little bit lighter, sort of around the edges, perhaps. But the nose on it is super light. Really, really light. A little bit, slight bit of maybe fruitiness. A little bit of citrus, perhaps, but not much. I've had a couple of gins before this. I don't know whether that's affecting my, you know, nose, but. Mm. And again, it, it, that nose matches the flavour. It is very light in the flavour. Some citrus, maybe a little hint of, of orange. Something else maybe a little bit bitter in there as well. Not not big bitterness, not at all. And it's, it's lasting sort of flavour is maybe a bit of orange, maybe a little bit of grapefruit perhaps just in there. Little bit of touching a little bit of citrus as well, but not not much. Uh, and that kind of bitter finish, which is 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 not a it's not a bitter finish, not a big bitter finish. That just sort of sits above kind of everything. You can pick that out because there's not a huge amount going on. It's it's a mm. solid flavour. It's very very yeah. easy. There are those fruits in there as well, but they're really subdued. Um, they kind of balance each other out a little bit, so nothing kind of really uh, pushes itself. Um, it is absolutely sessionable. Uh, it is a pale. Uh, I'm not sure if I said it was 4.1%. So it is. It's very very light. Um, light in every way. In color, yeah. Percentage. Yeah, absolutely. Flavor. Mm. Uh, what did you think, Lucy, when you had it? You had two, so yeah. I, I thought the same thing. It's like, well, this is lighter than I expect. It mm. is like, as you say, a session IPA. You're not expecting as much as like a double or even like a six, seven percent IPA. Mm -hmm. But I was, for because it's north, I was like, oh, I imagine that they'd still pack quite a lot of um, citrus and flavor in that. So yeah, it it was very easy, and that's why like. I drank two of the weekend. It's like, oh, I just want you know something that's light, that's sessionable. You know, let's let's go for the mm -hmm. North Brew, because yeah. But yeah, pretty much what you said, Ben. It didn't blow my socks off, but it was a solid enough beer. And just yeah, uh, probably lighter in flavour than I would have expected, but yeah, mm. yeah, you do get a little bit more of that slight citrus note to it when you have mm. a couple of bigger gulps uh, and obviously my yeah. palate has adjusted a little bit to it now as well so you're getting a little bit more from it but it's so light mm. so so crazily light and, and like lucy's this is going to disappear because it <laughs> is just it's just too easy yeah. beers are just yeah. too easy to drink these days yeah. we'll have to start asking brewers just for our own health <laughs> to start making slightly <laughs> more difficult undrinkable beers that we have to yeah. actually work at to get through <laughs> Uh, Adol, 
how is the possibly series version of beers or Roman numbered beers? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going on? Um, first off, the just off the pour, it, it wafted. Um, that Simcoe came right through with its, um, you know, slight like citrus with mixed with a little berry, um, and a touch of like earthy pininess, which mm. actually made it sort of smell a little like bubble gum. Okay. Just like with those, that, uh, like, citrus, yeah, berry, notes, estery yeah. sort of thing, yeah. It's almost that. It's a very sort of murky kind of colour to it. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. It's, yeah, it's dark as all hell, like, it's, it's mm. not, it, it's hazy. Like, you can see kind of the shadow of my yeah. finger. Um, although that might just be on my face. Um <laughs> Yeah, it might just be the lighting. Um, but yeah, it's quite. It's like this is this like organic honey that's that's been sitting for too long. It's kind yes. of like crystallized. Mm. Um, uh, mm, it's very. I mean, it's exactly what you want on this um, this hot day. It, yeah. it actually the mouthfeel it leaves you finishes quite wet, but boy does that those bittering hops just come in and strong like it's uh it definitely makes me feel like i need another sip right away uh which is kind of okay given that it's hot as fuck and uh, like mm. i'm gonna want to drink anyways but again we're getting those um so less of the berry uh and estuary more of that light citrus and that earthy slightly dank mm. in fact it's kind of like, oh yeah, this is uh, an IPA, sort of semi. Whoops, shouldn't wave my hands when I haven't turned autofocus off. <laughs> Might be. Um, I'll remember to turn that off next time. He said, just like, like that he did last. Pixelated app. Yeah. They're gonna depixelate it at you. You'll come out looking white. Like that. that <laughs> did you see that? They they put in Obama and they depixelize him, and he's like some white dude. Oh really? <laughs> and they're just doing that with like several like black people, and it's like, oh, this is what happens when you know you get only white people working on machine learning programs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all black people. <laughs> oh so man. So you're gonna dear. come out. Um, you're gonna come out like Ben with that photo you showed us, Ben, with you and that wig. <laughs> That's what he's gonna. Come <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it sort of it, it's a it's a good tasting, refreshing beer. Most of the taste is actually backloaded; like it's kind of a little plain in in the beginning, and then it sort of is like, oh yeah, and here's all this interesting bitterness, and here's this a bit of a tension between that citrus and that earthiness, um, and the finish is quite strong and quite longish. Um, mm. like there's still a bit of sweetness, I can tell. I'm still feeling that earthiness. Um, it's been about 20 seconds, uh, but again, because it's both because it's primarily bitter, I'm not sure how long this is going to last because I'm going to want to. Um, also, because it's sort of got a really light foretaste, it's very easy to be like, ah, I need to try that again. And so we'll see mm. how long this one lasts. Yeah, fair, nice. Mm. I will take a picture though. Very quick beers, I imagine, this week for all of us. Um, so we'll drink these and we will chat uh, as we start off the show it's been a week um, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it just the internet has, has exploded. Uh, <laughs> Plug out your modem. Right. Yes, yeah, just take it out. The Last of Us 2 doesn't need internet connection, I don't think, unless you want to upload trophies or some shit. Just, or just take fancy pictures. Oh, and... Yeah, exactly. Well, you can take the fancy pictures, you just can't we, share, we can share them. them. We uh, shouldn't be sharing anything in this age. Well, that's it's not sharing opinions, it's not sharing photos, <laughs> it's not sharing anything. Um, who wants to start this week? What, sharing their opinion? <laughs> the only thing we actually do on this show. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I can start because um, I imagine we're going to be st- talking about uh, The Last of Us in general um, terms later mm. because I haven't finished it, Ben, you haven't finished it. Nope. Um, we have lives. Gil, you haven't started. I haven't started, no. Yeah, so um, we will talk about it but just in more general terms. But um, I'll start because I wanted to talk about Little Orpheus last week. Oh, yeah. Which is an Apple Arcade game from the Chinese room. Um, oh, yeah. Who, yeah, who did Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. And I think before that it was Ether One. I think that was the name yeah. of the game. Um, yeah, it's a completely different departure because their two previous games were like first person narrative. Um, Adventure games like what you'd call a walking sim, and uh, this one's a side-scrolling. Well, it's two D. If you play on a two D plane, but it's more in three D looking. Um, and I'll I'll get to how the game looks in a second. But yeah, it's a it's a side-scrolling platformer. Um, in the vein of something like uh, you know, in fact, I wouldn't even say Inside because Inside's more puzzle-focused, whereas this is very much like narrative platformer, like. Imagine another world or something like that in twenty years later, mm. looking right. really nice. But um, I played this on iPad, and this is probably like one of the first times. You know, I I just looked at the Apple website to see how much a Apple TV two is. Oh wow! Um, so you can actually play it on your um, bigger screen. Yeah, it was like one hundred and seventy pounds. I was like, absolutely Ooh. not forget that. Because um, I have the, the the original version and. Apparently, well, I don't know. I haven't looked into too much, but I don't think you can play games that way. Um, but nevertheless, I just oh. I just played it on my iPad, and it looks really good. It's I mean, it's a three point three gigabyte download, which is quite a lot for oh. a mobile game. Um, so they're packing a lot of assets into it, but it looks really good. Mm. Like I took some like screenshots, and like just the lighting looks fantastic. Um, give a bit more context. It's a it's like a serialized television program. It's 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 split over like I think it's eight chapters, and it's basically about this Russian cosmonaut set in this very like neo uh, Soviet kind of look tinge to it, like nice. sort of like comic booky almost. So it's a bit cartoony. It looks like a Saturday morning cartoon, and it's basically him recounting his. Uh, his mishaps and his adventures into like the center of the planet. I don't know what they're doing there. I, I didn't pay that much attention <laughs> to that part of the narrative. But basically, ended up into the center of the earth, and it's like, oh, it's like the land that time forgot. There's like dinosaurs there. There's weird creatures and stuff like that. And um, 
it's him recounting to like a general oh this happened general this happened general he's <laughs> with this you know very russian accent um i think his name is ivan ivanovich or something like <laughs> of that. course so it is like, uh, yeah <laughs> boris borovsky <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> so it's like okay okay but um i think this game excels at like presentation um it's it's got like a score composed by Jessica Curry, who's mm-hmm. a BAFTA winner yeah. for like the um, everyone's gone to the rapture, and it's got like this nice kind of weird Soviet twinge to like this um, symphonic orchestra kind of thing. Uh, the music's great, um, but yeah, it, the presentation as a whole, the package as a whole. I enjoyed the game and I thought this is beautiful. It sounds good. It's got a nice. It's got a funny. You know, there's tints of humour to the story. But in terms of the gameplay, I mean, the gameplay is probably the least exciting or um, innovative thing about it. It's just okay. a 2D side scroller. I, I hesitate to even call it a puzzle platformer because you're not really solving that many puzzles. Mm. You're solving like one or two, which is just like okay. I move a, pla- I move like I drag this box over here just to get up onto right. this platform and that platform. So there's not really much to it in terms of puzzling. But yeah, as a whole, I really enjoyed it. It's, it took probably about two, three hours. Nice, and yeah, nice and short. It's kind of the the length you yeah. want from a uh, an Apple Arcade kind of game. Yeah, um, yeah. It's no yeah. It's, well, it's, how does it sort of uh, so? Uh, uh, Chinese Room did um, Dear Esther yeah. before um, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Good I think bit. I think Ether One was. Um, oh, that was was that after Dear Esther? No, yeah. Ether One is a different developer. Ether One is I think the people who did like Unfinished Swan, maybe. No, I'm pretty. Sh- unless I got. I know the people who did out. Unfinished. I don't know. Maybe you're right, Ben. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, Ethan developer. Uh, they did Dare Esther and Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Mats. And Amnesia, so a machine for pigs. Oh, oh Amnesia as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. White Paper Games did Ethan 1. Yeah. So, yes. Hmm. Ben is, uh, he knows his history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, while I was thinking about sort of what your. Uh, um, Sort yes, of saying about like the gameplay yeah. and and the gameplay and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, mm. so none of those, you know, their, their previous games. Everybody's gone to the rapture is, I suppose, the most pure form of a news game. It is mm-hmm. just yeah. walking around, experiencing uh, different mm-hmm. stories or different small scenes, building up to one big kind of story. Uh, this obviously introduces other elements, other kind of gameplay elements, whether they are sort of light in those those puzzle terms. Um, I suppose the Chinese room are known more for their storytelling than yeah, than anything absolutely. else. Yeah. So I can see why maybe those elements didn't quite hit with you, or why maybe they were a little bit more sort of yeah. simplified, perhaps. That's true, yeah. Do you think... This would have um, because obviously it's an Apple Arcade game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, whether it had a big kind of download, there's lots going on with it. Do you think it would have been better 
served if it had been a game for sort of console and those elements had been sort of fleshed out or or does it just fit being on mobile it it, it fits because there's another game that's called stella which i think i talked about on this podcast i'm pretty sure i did which is basically the same thing it's like a side scrolling platform you know it's a puzzle platformer that's got more puzzling to it but Mm. it's very much oh we want to give you like the uh, spectacle of it and you know the the, the way the camera pans and it changes and it zooms out and it zooms in. It's very cinematic. And yes, it's probably better served on something like, oh, I can play it on a bigger screen, maybe on PC or on console. And it will come to those things eventually. I, I think, I imagine, don't quote me on this, but I'm I'm pretty certain this is probably produced by Apple. So it's okay. like, you know, they'll put it out and then, I mean, if you're getting the, because I think, um, the Chinese room folded a few years ago, and they got absorbed by Sumo Digital. Oh, um, uh, yeah, there was they. They mm. kind of they stopped producing stuff, didn't they? They kind of went dark yeah. for a little bit, and I, I don't know whether they all just focused on individual stuff, or uh, as you say, <laughs> went and just did some freelance bite for 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 Sumo or for someone else. <laughs> but I know they struggled. They they fell out. Not not fell out, but they had a bit of a tense working relationship, didn't they, uh, with mm. Sony, um, with with uh, everybody's gone to the rapture yeah um so and i think maybe their next game didn't get funded and you know mm. funding fell through and yeah it wasn't plain sailing basically so if apple's fronting the money you go to apple <laughs> yeah it's absolutely like, yeah I, I don't know what the future is for that studio but um i mean if they make games like this and it's like you know i don't know how much this game would have cost in terms of production and stuff like that because like the animation's beautiful, like that that kind of very cinematic but cartoonish look to it. it. It's it really pulls it off. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's next for them, but um, mm. yeah, I, I'd like to see it come to console and stuff like that because it, it's fun. It's it's fun enough and it's it's pretty and yeah. I, th- this is probably the first time where I was like. Ooh, because it was hitching a bit, you know, yeah. the frame rate wasn't always steady. It's like, can I just turn down the resolution? And mm. I was like, no, you can't do that because Apple <laughs> games have very, very limited um, uh, options and, you know, settings. But mm. I think it is a testament to the hardware, like, because I, I, I fired it up on, like, my iPhone as well. Um, like, if it, it, I think this is a good test bed for Apple and what they can harness in terms of like the future of games on their platform because they did really even though not a lot of people paying attention they do really push like this is you know you can put games you can put like console level games on our platforms and mm. that's you know well, I, I mean these iPhones are powerful but you know it's I still mean, impressive to, to see that on it's, I also think that's where they're pushing because uh, I don't know if you guys uh, saw the Apple GDC that happened this week that they're leaving the Intel platform and going to their own homebrew chips. And I I watched part of the GDC specifically about the chipset stuff. Mm. And basically their their point is, hey, um, right now you have um, power, processing power versus actual power use. And Intel and, and desktop computers are here and laptop computers are here. But actually what they've been doing with the um, with the iPad and the iPhone is they're 
kind of up here in the sweet spot is the claim of like high mm. power, high um, just, computational yeah. power and low yeah. consumption. And so they're, they're saying just developing straight onto the chip. Yeah, it's just like there's no no barriers in between. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is they have their closed ecosystem, so they can do this mm-hmm. type of thing. And they, it's more closed. It means they'll be probably less convenient, um, quick. Uh, in terms of porting, yeah, ports, etc. Like, yeah. like I mean, but we already know, like we already have Intel devices not being able to run a bunch of things because they cut off 32-bit if you upgraded the last yes. thing. So, like, it now kind of makes sense that they're they were prepping everyone for it's our ecosystem or not. Um, so that yeah, I mean, but they, they, I feel like they've been pushing for that for like maybe the last five years, you know. So. Maybe if Apple Arcade developers are going to be incentivized to actually do that because Apple are throwing the money at them and mm. producing these games, and then I don't know. In what Apple say, oh, here you go, produce another title. It's not going to be Apple Arcade if that's not bringing in enough money. But here's a premium game for like I don't know five ninety nine. Put that out on the store or something. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens, kind of moving forward, uh, with this with this technological step by them, uh, with this move, you know, with Apple Arcade, maybe pulling in uh, more developers and things. I I I don't know how kind of as an industry it's sort of moving forward. Um, Mm. We saw today and on Tuesday that Ready at Dawn have now joined or have been bought by Facebook gaming or i don't know what their subsidiary of whatever they've come under but uh ready at dawn are now going to be developing um basically like oculus games and vr games yeah Uh, they've been third party for a while like well yeah they've always been their own kind of development studio not Mm. owned by anyone uh throwing stuff uh, kind of around to various different people they mm-hmm. didn't have a huge amount of success with um the order 1886 um which came yeah, out i think that was basically four. their hail mary right like when yeah that didn't work they went back to yeah oh, it was a good game it's a reasonable it's, game it's, it's rise it's pretty yeah it's it, the, it, it was functional I think the shooting was probably the the worst thing about Mm -hmm. it. Oh, there's Um, much better uh, uh, cover-based shooters. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, The story was kind of interesting. The story was interesting. I I liked it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and they've had much more success though with the kind of the VR games they've been producing over the last Mm. three or four years. Um, So it kind of makes sense for them. But we're suddenly seeing, you know, as we kind of have seen Microsoft. Uh, last year, buying up a bunch of studios, uh, maybe Apple are kind of starting to edge that way. Maybe not buying studios, but they are funding projects. Um, so lots of studios become second party, kind of to that platform that they're not owned by Apple, yeah. but they're making exclusives for it, funded by them. Um, so it will be really interesting to see kind of what the gaming landscape looks like. Over the next five years, uh, there's with ten thousand different publishers, and there's yeah. you need to buy ten thousand different subscriptions. To play <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Five different games, <laughs> or you end up going back to when we were, you know, single digit ages or early teens, 
where you only played three games a year because that's what you could afford. And hey, they were st- I pretty and much there was no save states. Games <laughs> true. True. You're still living in the nineties, sir. <laughs> and I applaud you. <laughs> At least there's a bit more accessibility that you can save your progress and turn it off yeah. these Speaking days. Speaking of the nineties, finished Dino Crisis. Yeah, hey! holds up. Still holds up. Still had a few jump scares. Uh, as I was saying, it suffers from the Capcom curse, where the second half of that game is not as good as the first mm. half. But where's my Dino Crisis remake, Capcom? I don't give a shit. Just do it. I don't give a shit, do they? <laughs> they don't. They make the Resident yep. uh, Red-headed stepchilds. They make the Resident Capcom. Evil Eight: The Village. <laughs> then they make Resident Evil Eight: The City. Then they make Resident Evil Eight: The how many Resident Evils countryside do you think they're going to number until they say this is a bit silly? Resident Evil, I, I say they stop at fifteen. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in twenty years, we'll check. Well, I think they stop at fifteen. Will they stop done... or will they just loop back around? With all, all they're the gonna remakes. find like no, they're gonna find like words that fit like XI and XII. Yeah, yeah. I was right. gonna say, how far do we go through with that? Because X is a really hard letter to fit into stuff. They'll find it. What's next? So seven, IX. seven was kitchen, wasn't it? Resonant because the evil six siege. <laughs> no, we've done six. <laughs> no, 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 no. The IX is gonna be nine. And they're going to call it Resident Evil 6. Uh, right. And it's going to be like a oh, Final Fantasy thing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, 6 2 and, and 6 <laughs> returns. And... Or, we, or, or we just do what they did, and, and rather than having. Rather than jumping to that next number, we have that mid game. Not a remake, but we have like Code Veronica. Oh, yeah. And now it will be like Resident Evil Leon's bathroom or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> Something really stupid that makes no sense at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're making... Um, I don't know why I thought of this, maybe because I'm, I'm thinking of games that I want made. I'm thinking of Castlevania. They're making Circle of the Moon 2. Oh. Remember that 8-bit game that preceded uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night? Oh, yeah. Is this yeah, a, a Konami game? No, it's um, Igarashi and his uh, his studio. Okay. I can't remember what they're called. Into who made Creates Bloodstained? No, they were the yeah the guys the who team made Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Yeah. Ig- Igarashi, yeah, he's a, he, he cracked his whip again, and they're making um, <laughs> yeah. Circle of the Moon too, which I'm very happy about because that's one of my favourite games that came out that year. Uh, uh, very randomly, I don't know what it's called. Curse I did, of the Moon. I did yeah, see uh, Konami are making <laughs> a new game, which is about a little. Skull Boy. Is it called Skull Boy? I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it's. I don't oh, know what it's. Konami's game. Konami are making a new game. Because uh, there is a game called Skull Boy that's coming, <laughs> that's coming out soon, and it's like a. It, oh. it looks like Glover, but with I don't know. Skill. It's a little. It's a. It's, it looks like a two D platformer, <laughs> with a a, a a small being with a giant skull. For a um, head. I mean, this sounds great. You said 2D platformers, so I'm on board. <laughs> Skull Konami game. You, you are also looking up Skull Konami game? I put Konami yeah, Skull it's... game. Skullgris? No. Skullgirls, you mean? No, the, 
Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's got to me. I've got double vision already. Uh, uh, yeah, school game from Konami. I, I don't know what you were talking about, man. That's, no, I'm well, uh, keep, keep talking. I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh, no. Well, I've got no internet. Oh, I've got no internet. What the fuck? Well, you probably put it in airplane mode. I have put it in airplane mode, but my <laughs> Wi-Fi should be like on. Oh. How, do How I... dare it! Video How games. Dare it not. List of Konami video games. Yeah. Oh my god, it's by platform. That's less useful one. I... Are you looking at Wikipedia? Yeah. Shall I just go to Twitter and type in Konami and everything's yeah. gonna say F Konami? Yeah. Yeah, Pro Yaku Spirits 2019. <laughs> nah, I'm sure there's a new game coming out from Konami. <laughs> Um, we'll research uh, this. Let's oh, ske skeleton skeletack. That's the name. Skeletack. That sounds right. I mean, it, it, I mean, it fits the bill of whatever nonsense you were saying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this looks cool. I, I, I've just seen like the cover art, and I'm I'm sold. So yeah, you're ready. You're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, skeleton. Konami yeah. still oh, making mm. games. Just well, I mean, you don't know. Maybe this is a pachinko machine. <laughs> oh, it does look pretty. That would be the yeah. big reveal. It will be a pachinko machine, just with a screen in the middle and the end of the skull human just runs across. Yeah, as soon as you like hit attack, it, yeah. it flashes to a pachinko, and then you have to get a good score in order to oh, get successfully no. hit the thing. Oh, Konami, what's it, going it on? It seems like there's already been a Skeletak game before. Oh, there's been. Oh, a I mean, there, there was that like has. skeleton. Oh no, it came out second of June. Oh, it came out. Oh. On Steam, yeah. Oh, well, you know what that means. How come I know? <laughs> nobody ever heard of Skelly Tag, you say? It, it's it's published by Konami. The developer is Yakuza. Um, Yakuza with just a U. Yakuza Inc. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm unfamiliar Se with them. Uh, Me too. It's got a seven out of ten on Steam, but oof, it's not bad. We we we. I don't trust. Steam um, reviews or Metacritic. I don't trust Konami reviews. either, so we're in a, we're in a really thing. good boat. People who don't trust Konami are probably saying never even bought the game or yeah. played it and saying, oh, why isn't this Metal uh, Gear Survive 2? I'm too lazy <laughs> to, to read through anything, but I guess mo of the negative reviews, about half of the ones I bothered yeah. to look at um, uh, were basically that it's not quite worth 20 bucks, uh, that okay. it's just too oh. short. And then, yeah. but like, it's yeah. mostly positive. But I mean, nineteen reviews. Yeah, but yeah, I'd I'd have to look into yeah. the context of those reviews because if it's, yeah, if it's anything like The Last of Us, then <laughs> we can't trust any of those user reviews. Well, we can. It's all just all Jim Sterling viewers just saying "fuck Konami" constantly <laughs> on every on every review. <laughs> is it? Um, yeah. Your your foray into Little Orpheus has reminded me that I actually started a game called Sky, which um, I think it's is called Sky. The... I'll double check. Uh, the, um, it's a it's a mobile game from uh, that game company. Yeah, that's the one. Which one? Yeah, it is called Sky uh, from that I mean, game company yeah. who made Sorry, which Journey. One? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know that's uh, what they want, right? That's why they named it that. I mean, they wanted this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just being nice to them. Sky 
Children of Light or something like it that. It may be. Like a, the app is just yeah. called Sky. Uh, okay. It may have another um, sub- have subtitle or something to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I spent a really small amount of time with it. Mm. Um, and it's it's fine, but I haven't felt like I wanted to go back to it. Yeah. It has the same kind of beats um, in terms of how they're looking at its tone and things like that as Journey. Uh, you are a mm. character which can't say anything. Uh, Journey, the character, can kind of sing a little bit. Uh, in Sky, you can sort of chirp. And um, it's a much more community-driven multiplayer sort of game. Mm. So yeah. people inhabit this world. Unlike Journey, where you make maybe one person... Right. on that level we might meet two people on level you know one kind of runs ahead of you and finishes so another one loads into sort of what you're doing and in journey that worked very very well and very very seamlessly uh with sky you see kind of almost like ghosts floating around and you kind of have to give them an offering they then mm. accept it and become the other you know they are other characters they are other people playing um so you can you can link up with people and what i kind of found interesting is that whilst it's sort of it's very similar to journey it's kind of that platformer you're jumping up and floating around different areas collecting stuff to make your cape a bit bigger so you can jump and fly a little bit further uh some areas are locked off and i'm thinking okay mm-hmm. makes sense it's a mobile game they want me to go and do something else they want me to yeah. come back and all of these sorts of things but i uh linked up with another character uh, very early on mm. you can do emotes with them you can kind of express yourself to them but you can also hold hands so mm-hmm. this other character held their hand out I grabbed their hand they were then able to pull me through any of the locked off barriers uh, to me so I could go to areas that I shouldn't have been able to go to and and basically meet the little characters that are kind of made of stone and release them so they could be spirits and all of that sort of stuff uh, when I shouldn't have been able to uh, and I think that actually put me off it a little bit I'm just like no I've jumped I've jumped through a bunch of stuff I should have progressed through I haven't had to follow kind of how the game should work I've just been able to go and explore all of these things and I've gone down into yeah. these deep caves and there's some lovely lighting and all these sorts of things. And then I've gone up to, onto these bigger kind of open plains and done some things. But it's the same thing over right. and over again. It's just, yeah. here is a character. You can um, give them an offering. Their spirit will then take you through a few stages. You follow them. There's a small cutscene That then maybe opens up the next area. Or just grab someone's hand and let them take you right to the end and not worry about it. Like, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you get any like overall meaning from the game? Any message? Because Johnny's very much like life and death and being reborn and stuff like that. There, it does feel like Johnny. there is that in there. Mm. But I think experiencing stuff uh, that was locked off to me maybe made me miss kind of a, a build up to that or yeah. you know whether it's a race that are now extinct and I'm seeing kind of like the downfall of them right. or something like that I've missed a chunk of stuff mm. uh, which 
it didn't make the the, the 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 stuff I did experience kind of out of context. I understood sort of what they were trying to do, but it just felt a bit sort of rushed, I guess. It's kind of like, hey, here's this. Hey, here's this. Hey, here is this. Let's just get you through it. And that may be uh, good intentions that the game opens up maybe when you get hit to a certain point or something like that, that people are trying to... Because I, I, I met this other person very early on in this experience mm. and they were, you know, I was the, um, the, the default kind of character model and they were yeah. completely different. They had a mask, they had a guitar strapped to their back, they had a different mm. outfit, you know, mm. so they'd obviously played quite a lot. Uh, and they took me through to the area where you, you you have this kind of hub where you can change all of those sorts of things, but they'd obviously played enough that they decided to go back to the really beginner level and then take someone yes. through it. Okay. Whether that is just a purely altruistic act, who knows? Who knows why? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I haven't explored I, I, it enough to know, yeah. but I haven't wanted to either. I haven't gone back to it. I'd love to know like what the reception like. I, I wish game developers and publishers were just a bit more open and transparent with like numbers and stuff like that. Mm. Because I mean, I remember listening to an interview with Genova Chen, who's like the lead of that game company. Yeah. He's like, oh, we we want to make you know a journey for like you know mobile devices because we we you know we live in. You know, a world where literally everybody owns a mobile device, and then like the footprint of how many people could play it, and how accessible it would be, and how you know, mm. as you say, it's a multiplayer community. How um, populated those worlds are, and stuff like that. And it's like I haven't heard anything about this game. It's like, it's, especially as someone who does pay attention to like the mobile space more than m most people, but. I'd love to know what the numbers are like if people yeah. are still playing, if it is still populated and stuff like that. Um, so the critical reception is outside of mainstream games, yes. press, you know, yeah. just from people. And you don't really get a gauge of that just from looking at like iTunes reviews mm. or on the store and stuff like that. Well, so. I, it's an interesting one because I think it was an Apple exclusive game for a while. I think it this was, game released yeah. last year was Apple exclusive for a while and has only released on Android uh, this year in, in the okay. last month or maybe two months, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of popped up. Like, oh, yeah. And it's yeah, I, consoles, I, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, they said it's going to come to like PC and consoles oh, at some okay. point. But yeah, so I wonder how it does though. Mm, yeah, be, again, be similar to, to Project Orpheus in seeing mm. how that, that jump is. Uh, you know, is there kind of um, better controls? Is it expanded in any kind of way? Can they tap into, uh, you know, we were talking as Ada was sort of mentioning, you know, that, that sort of sweet spot in terms of it not having to do much versus it being able to do a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it would be interesting because currently Sky is doesn't look as good as Journey. It, has, it has, absolutely mm -hmm. has the same sort of vibe to it. But it is, and does look like a mobile game, I would say, in comparison to, yeah. to Journey. Well, let's damning, say. I mean, that's you, pretty damning considering how old Journey is. Like, Journey's not like, <laughs> like eight years old now? Well, Journey's yeah. a PlayStation 3 game, isn't it? So, yeah. It's yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh. Did you play with touch um, controls? Uh, yeah, so um, you 
it's basically like you're using uh, an analog joypad. Um, mm. Bottom left, bottom left mm. corner, or my left thumb was moving the character around. My right thumb was swishing the screen to move the camera. Um, you're tapping sort of the center of the screen to do these different emotes or to jump, you know, things things like that. So it does use those touchpad controls, but it it does feel like it would have been better on a pad. Yeah, because I remember them. Like I remember seeing um, that it was like yeah, that that interface and that control scheme that I absolutely despise, and um, especially you know small screen, big hands. It's just it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so small screen, like, big hands sounds like a like a regular our next podcast. Yeah. Title. <laughs> <laughs> So when they said, yeah, it's coming to consoles and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I'll play it there. Um, and I guess, I don't know if they have integrated uh, con- like um, gamepad controls in the game, um, because now you can just, like, I can just, via Bluetooth, just easily attach a, yeah. um, uh Xbox gamepad. It's funny, because when I was... What a world we live in. I was looking at the Apple website when I was looking for that Apple TV and um, they, they, they sell on their store the Xbox gamepad and I was like... Do they? Yeah, it's, it's in their store amongst everything else. I was like, wow, what a world we live in, eh? Interesting Apple that they haven't Microsoft they haven't delved into that space yet. Yeah, but I think... I mean, they're obviously taking commission because I think it's ten pounds more expensive, five or ten pounds more expensive than on Microsoft's website. Right, of course. So they're like, yeah. So maybe they're just like, we don't have to do any of the work of R and D development, you know, production. Microsoft will take a bit of that cash, though. Are they? Uh, is it a special white one that they're just actually just ordering through Design will. Lab uh, and <laughs> then sending to you? That's why it's more five pounds more. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was a white one. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Good. Right. Are we ready for more beers? Yes. I am. Good. Right, Lucy. What are you going to start? Oh, start? What are you going to drink next? Bleh. What I'm going to continue on, my friend, is... It's called On Reflection, and it's from O Brother Brewing. It's an IPA. It's got a Zaka and El Dorado hops in it. Hmm. It's six point four percent, and they say it's part of the Off the Wall series. And it's there's a face. Michael Jackson based. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I hope it's a thriller. Hey. hey. Only people from. The before time, yes. <laughs> more of our, more of our nineties fucking n- n- none of the coronials. <laughs> coronials, People. eh? Oh, that's yeah. Eeps. Does it give Sorry, you? Does it give you much info? What's in it? What's going on with it? What's it saying? Uh, just Azaka and um, El Dorado hops. That's mm-hmm. all they've said. Okay. Uh, nothing else. Um, the art is by JMK. Not sure who that is, but it's a nice little face on the front. Yeah. Oh, Brother Brewing. I've never... I don't think I've ever had a beer from them. No, nor I. Mm. Not not that I remember. And whilst I crack it open and we discuss your beers, I'm going to actually see where they're from. Cool. Uh, I'm going to drink Paying the Price for My Smooth Ride, which is a collaboration double IPA from Wylam and Finback. Ooh. Mm. 
It's been around for a little while. I was looking for a best before date on it. Um, I think it came out maybe three or four months ago. Uh, the, the the beer shop that I bought beers from just happened to have some still. So as nice. I thought I'd missed it, I picked one up. So yeah, it's a double IPA from Wylam and Finback. It is 8.8%. It mm. tells me that the hops are Citra BBC, Citra Cryo, Sabro T90, and Brew One BBC. That is everything. Although there is a little uh, logo on the back saying 2020. Well, it doesn't it doesn't quite show 2020, but that is what it signifies. Hmm. Uh, 2020 vision celebrating 20 years of brewing independence. Wild oh. been around for 20 years. I didn't know that. Wait, who's uh, they clapping? Uh, Finback. Maybe maybe it's Finback. Yeah. Oops. Who knows? I'll crack it. Check that. <laughs> yes, more googling to do. Yeah. Uh, Adol, what are you going to drink? I'm having this beer. It's the Northern Monk Fieldwork Collab Eternal Sunshine Double Dry Hopped IPA, five point five percent. It's a lovely sort of teal and yellow. Mm. And looking like kind of like a sunset. You got a surfer and like a, a Westphalia Volkswagen camper van. A really chill, I figured. We're in the summer now. I should have something that looks summer. It It is, according to this badge, it is light, citrusy, and refreshing. Um, it, uh, well, Brethren number 33. So it's got, um,. Scott collab with Fieldwork. It's California's sun shining over the north. It's Mosaic, Citra, BBC, and Comet. Brethren number 33, canned in the nor- uh, north with Reese Falk. I played Jesus in my year four school play. Um, yeah. Very good, Reese. Uh, if you aren't familiar, there's... Uh, let's see if I can get this. Oh, I, I finally turned... I forgot I turned off autofocus. Now I wanted to use it. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they've got this, like... This guy did the canning. Here's a silly quote, um, I, which I kind of like. Uh, I, I think um, I, we could do with a little more humanizing and, and information about the people who actually work at these things. Um, I, I really like yeah. that trend. Um, I should do that with games as well. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I find out a lot of things. Uh Brother Brewing are from Wicklow Island. Um, Finback have been around since 2011. And it is Wylam who have been around for 20 years. Wow. And I had another revelation when it said, founded in 2000. And then I realised that was 20 years ago. Oh no, don't say that out loud. I was like, oh, they've only been around like 10 years. And I was just like, nope, that was 20 years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I have to say one thing though, which turn of the century mm. brewer. I've really been thrown off. So, mm. uh, sorry, folks who are audio only. Um, here is the, clearly the front of the can. Yes, mm-hmm. says North Monk. Yeah, it's got the label. Blah blah blah. But just look at where the tab is in relation to that. So, 
You open it over here. Oh, it's like it's back to front. That's the that's the Instagram beer. So you know, yeah. no, that's a TikTok beer. Yeah, yeah. So you like crack it and you're like, look, everyone, I'm mm, drinking this, yeah. but you can see it. <laughs> oh wow! It, I, it's yeah, like I poured it and then I looked back at it and I'm like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> now I'm super curious whether um, it's almost the same. What? Whether Northern Monk Mine's... does this with all of them? Mine's at like a thirty-eight degree angle. Well, so like they so just put it anywhere. What, 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 I mean, they just the put their label on wherever. It's like a, it's They're clearly like, a sticker on a tin, right? Uh, yep. Just a, and I'm. You can tell that they just sort of slap it on because uh, here's mm. the Buxton, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's like twenty-five degrees. <laughs> not, not really yeah. either. Like, like, yeah, but like, slap uh, for, it on. Yeah, for some reason, having it like almost 180 degrees just <laughs> wigs me out, something fierce. And you're right, it probably is just a coincidence. In the same way this was a few yeah. degrees off of the front, this is a lot. Uh, they probably don't care. And it's, God, it might be a person doing this for all we know versus like a machine. Uh, no, the TikTokers have infiltrated craft beer now. There's no going back. Shit. That's it. There's one, one person on the canning line ensuring that Every can is at that exact <laughs> angle when it hits the label machine. Now I'm going to try and see if I can take a picture of this for the Instagram that shows it off. You do that. Lucy, how's the yes. bit? <laughs> it's very good. Um, very, very hazy. Nice. Uh, almost orange color to it. Light orange. Mm. Looks thick. Dark straw. Yeah. It does. It probably looks a bit more... It looks thicker than it actually tastes. Okay. It's actually... It's actually... I'd say it's medium body. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's not It's not too viscous. Um, but yeah, it's got a nice amount of heft to it. Nice, you know, like citrusy, hoppy, getting a nice bit of piney bitterness as well at the end. It's just really well balanced and yeah... I like this. Nice. I'm not going to last for a long. But yeah, this is like what I want from... I mean, they just call it IPA. This is very much like New England style. Mm. It's got like a lot of fruit. still got that pine in this at the end. But yeah, it's very hazy, very... Not heavy, but it's got that body to it, which is nice. This is really good. Good. Nice. nice. Zaka and El Dorado. Ooh. Don't usually see that as a pairing. No. Just those two at their own, but... They've, they're onto something here. These Irish. <laughs> it's, really, it's really, 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 really good. Good. Mm. What well, I like. Definitely um, now a brewer to look out to, for and pick up yeah. from. Mm hmm. Mm. Good. Is this is what they're doing with the IPA. I want, I want to see what else they do with other styles. Or if they just do, just do IPAs like North. <laughs> yeah. Just turn those out. And Polly's. Yeah, this is good. Very impressed. Good. Um, this this double IPA is a double IPA. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's got a thickness to it. It has a slightly tropical, slightly dank nose to it. I mean, it's it's full bodied from the off. Yeah. But in the flavour. You're getting that slight 
though those slightly more bitter slightly danker tropical fruits uh, maybe a little bit of melon maybe mm -hmm. maybe some lychee or something like that mm. in there as well uh, this isn't sweet this is not sweet tropical fruits whatsoever it is almost the opposite and it's giving me a very heavy a very deep flavor to it uh, I mean it's 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 pretty standard kind of coloring uh, a little yellow slightly orange tint to it barely any head to it at all which which laces around the glass but kind of disappears quite quickly uh, but it's very very easy it does have that uh, the the only kind of sweetness it has is that boozy sort of sweetness so you you, you can pick up that this is a slightly heavier slightly more alcoholic beer uh, I can't remember what it was 8.8 .8? yeah 8.8 .8. I mean it's just easy it's just good it's just very very <laughs> just just too easy in fact Chuggable, for that quaffable. yeah for that percentage it's yeah. it's criminal really <laughs> <laughs> I think it's as well it's quite smooth yeah. So, whilst it does have a little bit of a bitterness to it, whilst there's a slight kind of carbonation at the front pushing those flavours, it's just really smooth and it goes down really easily. Uh, I think this is kind of one of those uh, beers. I don't know if it's got... like So, it doesn't have oats in it. And right. The, the thing I was going to say is it, it, it's smooth, but it doesn't. It, it's not creamy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a lot of times, at least I kind of uh, associate having those oats in there with a beer which has like a creamy. It's smooth, but it has a creamy sort of texture to it. This doesn't have oats, and it doesn't have that creamy texture. It is just smooth. It is kind of just juice, but right. slightly more danker, bitter, tropical fruits. Uh, as I said, maybe a little bit of melon, a little bit of lychee in there, perhaps. Um, trying to see if there's anything else to, to pick out, but that sort of the piney, slightly piney bitterness kind of mm. just rolls in really easily. Mm. Nice. I want that. I want that right after this. It would go very well after I think what you're what you're drinking, Lucy. Mm. I think what it would be very it'd be very good as that third beer on the trajectory that you've you've had this evening. Um, and then go to a triple IPA and then knock out. Exactly. Then go to the quad, <laughs> mate. Go to the quadruple <laughs> and you're done. Yes. Uh, at all. How is the Northern Monk Lab? It's uh, so on the nose. It's despite the fact of being double dry hopped. Um, it's I mean that Simcoe uh, from Buxton just like the nose just like flew out of the can um, oh, on the or rather out of the glass on the pour. This is. You can, you can still smell what's going on. Uh, what was it um, mosaic, citra, comet? Um, you can get those notes, but it's mm. it's actually quite subdued um, okay. on the nose. Like for example, right. I I'm like, it's not a full pint glass because it's a tin, but like nose above the area. Breathe in, get a slight citrus, almost um, cleaning detergent sort of citrus 
smell, like just a, something slight. The alcohol's there, the cleaning detergent's there. There's a slight bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that's, that's it. What I expect from like mosaic and citrus. Yeah, because those are quite pungent. Yeah, which is why I'm surprised. Like I'm wondering, mm. like it's double dry hopped. I was expecting kind of like a. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, DDH. Yeah, gosh. It's quite so. It's five point five percent. I think I said. Yeah, it's really wet. It almost tastes thin, um, kind of in comparison to the Buxton, which was five point four percent, but like had a viscosity, kind of clung more to the tongue. This kind of, mm. I mean, it's also like way lighter and clearly, like you can see mm. my finger through it. It's not. It's a little hazy, but it's not like it, it's translucent still. Um, it's really tasty. Um, it. Uh, let me see. Actually, has a bit of like a effervescent, almost aspartame type taste in the end, in the finish. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It start. I mean, it it tastes kind of like what you'd expect. It's a good blend of um, mosaic and citra, but it's all all really light, which is sort of where I was surprised. It's just it's a quite a light, more delicate beer than I was expecting with a TDH IPA. Hmm. Um, all all the notes you would expect are there. I'm I'm not as familiar with Comet. Um, I don't know what it's doing. Neither am I. But it's um, uh, if anything, it the beer ends a bit sweet. Um, but because everything is so light and and uh, and kind of like, um, even the finish just isn't that bitter. Uh, it just sort of like happens and then it kind of all fades away and you're left with a slight sweetness and a sense that like yeah, I had something kind of effervescence, kind of slightly maybe drying in the mouth, but. Like in the taste, but like the, and I think that's just the light bitterness that's remaining. But it's so light, and it's accompanied by the sweetness that like I you can easily just mistake it for something else. Like it's just I I could leave this like I could easily nurse this beer. It's a very nurseable mm. beer. There's like nothing objectionable about it. It just sort of sits there. There is a taste that lingers. Uh, it lingers really wet. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a very big contrast from the other one, which sort of was a bit more in your face on the finish and made it, even though they both have probably finished mouthfeel um, similarly, the taste difference is like, oh yeah, I, I wanted to keep going back to the Buxton, and this one's like, I kind of still taste that lingering bitterness, and now the sweetness is slowly fading, and there's something going on there with the interplay, though for like, what, 30 seconds plus, they were basically neck and neck, Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's it's a much more delicate beer than I was expecting for a double dry hopped IPA. Okay, nice. It's nice that we have those. Uh, you know, like uh, it sounds like your double IPA and my double IPA are very different. Yeah, uh, and I think it's brilliant that people can take a style and just make it completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, styles are kind of not meaningless these days, but you can do so much yeah. with very malleable. S- absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you know, where is that line where a pale becomes an IPA? Where is that line where it becomes a dipper? Where is that line where it's a, a, a you know a sour versus uh, you know an IPA with yeah. a little bit of a hint to it? Like mm. that. that, that yeah. that's, we, I think we're quite sort of restricted almost by these beer styles. 
that you could find someone brew something and thinks, what do I, what is this? What do I call this? I'll just that pale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, with IPAs, they are very, you know, as I said, malleable, whereas, or just ales in general, um, whereas like lagers, there's not really many yeah, places to sure. hide. It's like, if it's not like this, it, I mean, how many times have we had a, like, lager slash IPA and then it's just been like no this just tastes like a weird IPA or something yeah. like that like nothing like a lager yeah so I mean anecdotally lagers are harder to brew so yeah maybe that's what but uh, I suppose also even in lager you've kind of got Vienna lagers you've got Pilsners mm. you've got Hellers you've you know there's a, a, a range of different things that kind of mm. People try to make whatever they're brewing sort of fit into, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just a random thought. Mm. I, I think all we need to do is just drink more beer just to ensure we're, you know, <laughs> that we know the right flavours for those styles. That's, that's all we can do. That's what we should endeavour to do. Uh, but maybe not to anyone's detriment. Don't drink too much. It's never good. Yeah. Unless it is. Yeah. Within reason. Um, within reason, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh um, so, we're going to drink these beers. Uh, what shall we talk about next? Adam, what do you want to talk about this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you describe that face? Contemplative? <laughs> quizzical? Not like quizzical pirate face, shocked. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the floor is yours. What was I going to talk about? I can't even remember. We sort of touched on one <laughs> of the things. Um, oh, Not Animal Crossing, for the love of God. No, no, no. I actually... Um, <laughs> I actually... So this week I didn't end up streaming on Monday. I have had some sleep mm. problems, and so I didn't get to do the... Um, sort of delve into the... Uh, a racial injustice bundle as much as I wanted to. Uh, but what I did do was play a fuck ton of Magic the Gathering Arena, which everyone wants Ooh. to hear a bunch about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, it, uh, it, it, I've been sort of like in and out of that game, and uh, a friend of mine uh, who's doing his PhD here was just like apparently his housemates play the card based game and so he's gotten into it because he's okay. stuck with them in lockdown and so he, <laughs> oh, and so another, a mutual friend was like hey this guy like talk to me about this and I know you used to play talk to each oh, other no. so then we just started chatting about like just like like he doesn't like he's new to the whole thing and I just have this backlog of information like archetypes of decks blah 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 and, and so I just went on right now and like just made up a deck and then started playing competitive and like just raced through bronze and silver. Uh, although I didn't hit gold, well, I hit gold and then dropped out of gold and said I don't care anymore. But I, I did it with just whatever cards I had lying around, and then I was consistently yeah. getting beat by people who had consistency because it's like yes, these three cards work really well together, but I have two of this one, one of this one, and one of this other one. <laughs> and then like they're about to rotate from, um, like they just had the Godzilla set, like literally. Godzilla, like there's re they they have certain monsters which you could get in boosters that were the Godzilla uh, version of them. So like Space Godzilla, right. Mecha Godzilla, uh, Mothra, 
Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Unprecedented. Hasbro did such a Magic cool thing. Magic sounds cool now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that um, they're just moving into the new uh, the new core set. So basically every year there's like a core set and three or four expansions. Uh, and then as they won't go through to be a standard deck, they knock things out. So like when Corset 2021 comes out in two days, um, any card that's not also in Corset 2021 that was in 2020 just is no longer standard legal. And so there's and so I kind of just started like just playing a little more to be like, do I want to play this a little more? I got some rewards. It's, I'm going to be able to get some free packs and stuff for 2021 and I, I, I and I fucking forgot how much fun it is to like i have enough cards from off and on playing over the past year or so of whatever's in in rotation to i made like a life gain deck with white that just unless i got a really bad draw did reasonably well and it turns out is very close to what other people are doing but i just didn't look at the meta i just was like mm. i don't know these cards yeah. and i was like oh i really enjoy this and so i like purposely made so there's five colors of magic uh and then you can make like dual color decks or tricolor decks or whatever and most of the competitive ones are going to be two or three color because you get to take a little bit of each and so i just it was like fuck it i'm going to make a monocolor deck of all of them and see how far i can get with them and just like rotate through and i was like right and this is actually fun i forgot how much i like the strategy of like building upon things and so mm. like in arena when you open packs you also get wild cards that will let you to basically if I have an uncommon wild card and I want this uncommon I can just use a wild card and get it um, which is much better than paper where you just have to like go to the store and hope they have a copy of the thing Yeah. Um, and so I just sort of like I, I used a few wild cards to like tweak a couple of my decks because it was like oh right I see that, like, I've now played this deck a few times. This interaction really works well. It'd be great if I had more than one of card X and more than one card Y. I'll just, like, blah. So, um, I know neither of you play CCGs or whatever and don't know the history. I I do want to say, like, for your friend, that's probably... It's really cool that he's like, okay, my housemates won the War of Attrition... I'm now a nerd as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's a PhD student in philosophy. Like, he, he lost that battle a while ago but now he's a magic yeah. nerd which is a whole new level yeah but <laughs> no judgment yeah i'm the biggest nerd here probably but anyway <laughs> i play thousands of games. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like oh now he has it's even cooler because it's like oh he has an expert to go to it's like well it's got his i feel sorry for his wallet but in terms yes. of like, oh, so, so a, a fount of knowledge Wait, that's cool. They um yeah. they all have was... a twelve quid max on cards, um thing because uh, they, they, their play group is essentially the house, <laughs> right? So as long as yeah. they all spend just about the same amount of money, they'll they'll actually stay the same power level. Because the biggest problem right. you have in in a game like Magic, especially one that's this old, and if you're playing kitchen table style, where it's like you own a card, you get to play the card. Is like there's a whole bunch of like broke ass combos out there because there's <laughs> twenty thousand cards or something stupid like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> like No. Yeah, the, I mean if be. if you don't have any restrictions on things, there are decks that just win within which can win on turn one but will reliably win on turn three. But if you're not playing I mean there are also some need like really expensive cards, right? 
Um, so yeah. this was the original microtransaction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But like, if you're playing sort of with with, with some friends, then you kind of you want to make like, at least in my experience, the last time I played regularly, which was goddamn ten years ago, which was still after I played originally, originally, and then took years long break. Um, but um. Like, even if you end up, like, having a better deck or, like, buying cards because you're like, oh, I want to try this out, and it turns out really well. Like, you end up not wanting to play that deck because no one wants to play against you. But also, it's not fun if you're just like, yes, I'll play you. Look, I won. I'll play you. Look, mm. I won. Okay, how do I change this deck so that it's more fun for everyone? I mean, there are people yeah. out there who just, like, get their jollies off of winning no matter what. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I've always ha- found it in playgroups that it's, like... Oh, how do we make sure it's fun and competitive? But also, there's like a whole bunch of new variants, uh, like different things. Like there's a, a, a thing called Commander, which is instead of a 60-card deck where you can have up to four of the kind, it's a 100-card deck, and you can only have one of everything unless it's a basic land. Uh, and you mm-hmm. have a Commander, and the Commander is like a legendary creature, so they're usually more powerful. And you can only have cards of the colors that your legendary creature has, but then you can cast... They're sort of off out of your deck to the side and cast them in your ter- without having them in your hand. And every time you cast them, you add some extra mana and make it tough. But it's like a good way to make multiplayer interesting because you can build the deck around like the unique abilities of this pers- this one card. You know, you can kind of pull from the air. Um, yeah, yeah. And so there's just like a lot of variants, and they're starting to figure out how to like for not the official variants how to put those on arena. So there's like some weird. Um, Small small groups. There's Discord servers, etc., that are like exclusively about people saying, "This is the format I want to play. I will find some people." So between Magic the Gathering Arena being really accessible, COVID, and things like Discord to find people, so you can direct challenge mm-hmm. them, and like, who cares? You're not getting like ranked rewards, so you're not earning like XP or whatever Magic the Gathering Arena has to like get more packs or whatever, mm. but you can still play the game with people yeah. in a way that like is actually better than when you used to be able to go down to your corner shop while well, you're like local game store because local game store maybe had five people and if they all didn't like want to play the same variant then you're kind of out of luck. Now it's like, oh, everyone's yeah. stuck at home and we're all figuring out how to play and some of them are also figuring out how to play on webcam to play paper together and it's just like mm-hmm. all right like you can kind of there's a whole new thing called spellcaster which does image recognition on cards off your webcam so you can like kind of click through and it has all 20,000 cards so like you play someone wow and like, wait what that did they cool. play and as long as it's not out of focus or like glary you're like cool that's what they played i can actually inspect all the things like yeah. the whole thing has been that really interesting, cool. uh, mm. and it's like a that's, positive that's move forward that never would have happened, uh, you know, in the before times. Because while mm. all the pieces were there to do that, there, people had enough. Like, oh well, I can play with the people around the corner, even if it's not quite what I want to do. Now it's like everyone has to find someone to play with, and that someone to play yeah. with doesn't have to be the guy you played with last week down the corner. So yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, Nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of liking it, although obviously I'm never going to go into... Yeah, <laughs> go back to paper, um, although uh, my friend wants me to, because then I could, like, when, when lockdown gets a little better, which apparently is now, um, I could go... It's done, mate, yeah. It, it's it's completely over. You do what you like now. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Just but what I do like about... Into the ocean. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what I do like about Arena is because you can't trade and stuff, they do have the things like the wild cards. They do have like you win X, you win like you have quests per day that refresh that are like play X amount of white spells mm-hmm. or like win X amount of games, um, and that gives you like the not purchasable in-game currency that you can then use to buy into like drafts or buy packs directly. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of exactly what I want, because then there's like a... Sure, I might have to grind to like get cards, but I won't... not paying money into this, and there's a way to not pay money into it. With While in like Paper Magic, you're just... Nope, sorry. Sorry, fam. Yeah. Buy the cards. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of yeah. excited about seeing how far I can go with like... Not a lot of money. Uh, with this new transition. Yeah. That's the true and ultimate test, then. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine just, like, a montage of you just getting really good at magic. <laughs> and, like, working like a, like, I don't know, a butcher. And, like, punching <laughs> meat in the, in the freezer locker and getting your pennies and going down to the comic book store and and then just being ready and just throwing down those cards just laying them down as well a little shuffle montage give you money get some cards shuffle again punch that meat you laugh but like in 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 this like world of tiktoking <laughs> that probably exists to be fair yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh good i'm glad i'm glad you're still getting something from this as yeah. well because no i, mean, uh, I hate we, to break it to you, about... but like part of it is actually having a person to talk to even though he's playing on paper i'm like oh right mm. so like sent him the like so you can export to your clipboard your deck list so i'm like this is a thing mm. i met up and he's like wow this is Really you know cool, and I've got some of these cards, fun? and so like he changed one of his decks to be yeah. like he adapted. And I was like, cool. This... I mean, of all people, you should get this a deal as a lecturer. But imparting knowledge is fun. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Mm. There's also to be, and like this, I have no knowledge to impart, so <laughs> I, I assume yeah. it is. Um, there's also like. <laughs> To be honest, even games I lose where I do a really interesting interaction because I understand the rules. And, like, you do this weird thing, and then the other person, because basically you have your face and their, like, your avatar, their avatar, and you can click on your avatar and be say, like, oops, nice, thanks, your go, hello, and mm. that's about it, right? So when you do, like, a weird interaction, because it's a stupidly complex game sometimes where, like, do you work around and so instead of killing one of their creatures you manage to kill two of them because you do everything in the right order and then they go nice and you're like yeah that was nice <laughs> thank you for your validation yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. anyway that's really? uh that's the wholesome part of the things that I I figured we talked about that aren't the last of us yes yes and we will talk about the last of us <laughs> We'll probably spend the next 20 minutes talking about The Last of Us. Um, We did want to mention this evening uh, that the internet, that Twitter kind of has been on fire uh, over the last week. Uh, Not in a good way, but in a a good way. 
in in some <laughs> you, you, fuck fuck oh people are basically people are coming out and saying things and in one case they're for good but the things that they're coming out and saying is something that's very sad yes absolutely yes and in another case they're coming out and saying things that are just sad and they're just sad yeah because they're bad yeah because those people are idiots so. It's about right. Yes, <laughs> I, I think ultimately. Guess which one is which. We've always taken the stance: just don't be a cunt. Yes. Um, it, it's a good way to live. It's not hard. It's not hard. It takes more energy to be an absolute dickbag. Takes more energy oh, yeah. to say things that are out of line. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot more thought that goes into being that dick. Yeah. Than not. Yeah. Could just stay at home and play video games. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I think I, you know, it's com- it's absolutely commendable to everybody coming out at this moment to, uh, you know, out denounce the arseholes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think if specifically for fucking... people who don't know. Um, Game dev and game industry. Twitter came out and they're levying accusations at certain people mm. in positions of power. Don't want to name names or anything like that. You can go look at that for yourself. And what you'd get from the typical Twitter response to people coming out with grievances, whether they're, you know, valid or invalid, whether they're, you know, they're, they're truthful or not, is people saying... Oh, maybe you shouldn't do this. Basically blaming the victim. Yes. The alleged victim. And maybe don't do that. And maybe don't, you know, in this cancel culture, like in quote-unquote cancel culture, jump on the other side of the train. So show support to the people who are coming out, but maybe research, read, listen. Don't go for the immediate response. Yeah. And just... And jump on that pyre along with everybody else. Maybe you know, just sit back and just educate yourself, sympathise and empathise, and don't just go for the uh, the knee jerk reaction. Yeah, like absolutely. And I think listen is the key uh, is the key word there. Uh, listen to what mm. people are saying. Uh, and w- I mean, we've we've talked about this for the last few weeks. Uh, you know about like Black Lives Matter, about various movements kind of uh, going on. It's Pride Month as well. There's lots of kind of stuff that we need to understand, that we need to listen to people's points of view. People shouldn't be just dismissed out of hand because they do not mm. think the same thing as as, as you, as, as as the general consensus. Yeah. We need to listen to people and understand what they're going through, where they're coming from. And if we don't and can't put ourselves in their shoes, at least to not be a dick about it. Yes. And more often than not, would you believe it? People say these things because they have a reason to say them. Uh, yeah, people yes. don't just wake up in the morning and just think, I'm going to. You know what? Let me just 
lie. <laughs> Let me just expose yeah. myself emotionally mm. in this way, in a way, in a way that's only going to be questioned and be harrowing because clearly yes. I'm just into that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. likes getting set deference. Yeah, uh, by completely. On no one wakes up and thinks, yeah. "I don't get enough shit on Twitter." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By somebody who happened to like, I don't know, Pillars of Eternity 2. Or like that, <laughs> yeah. You know? And it was deeply emotional for them. And you know that you're going to upset them. Because those two things are not really linked or intrinsically linked, but someone will find that link and yes. find an argument against it. So. Why are all these anime avatars giving me shit? <laughs> I don't know. Why are they always? I don't, I don't fuck knows. I don't fuck like knows. anime, but it's not that bad. Come on, <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. I don't know. Uh, I Do mean, we talk about the Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Last of Us. We're not going to talk about. Yeah, let's not talk about all of the internet shit going on with the Last of Us. Let's actually talk about the game as well. Yeah. Um. So yes, uh, to 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 sort of finish this very. Uh, random insert. Just listen to people. Listen to what people have to say. Don't just throw. You know, don't throw anyone under the bus. By by suggesting that they're not being truthful. Let's say. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, just listen to people. Listen to what they have to say. Understand where things are coming from as well, and don't just go into your preconceived notions of kind of how things are. Or should yeah. be. Man who write video game good, women bad. <laughs> Wait. Just saying. Is that the right way around? I mean, that's how they. Think. Yeah. No. Yes. That's like, true. Yes. Yeah. I think the point was it's not the right way around, but it's the way that people are defaulting because they're suboptimally. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say subhuman. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I take well, it back. Yeah. No, I was gonna. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was being uh, tacit. Because uh, they're ignorant, privileged point of view people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, and let's hope that this kind of. Uh, I, I, I hope that people find the strength to continue in uh, in being able to speak out when stuff happens as well yeah. and that their community and everyone around them their work colleagues their friends their family supports them in being able to do that it's, it's a really really difficult thing to do mm -hmm. um, uh, especially when you're not in a position of, of power to be able to do so uh, and that's not just you know uh, a position in terms of your job description that is a position in terms of uh, how you are in your friend group uh, how you are kind of in society anything like that if you are uh, not in one of those privileged sort of places I hope that people are able to still be able to uh, tell their story and mm -hmm. to get some support and for people to believe them and understand what they're going through here here so The Last of Us 2 there's no it's way trash. to segue into that at all, no. is there, really? Uh, I, I mean, I, I've been waiting for that segue all episode. I'm like, I don't know if he can do this. I couldn't. I couldn't like, do it. I think you might have been able to, uh, some of the games we spoke about before, but then we went off to, uh, like, as soon as I hit Magic the Gathering and then we knew we wanted to say stuff about political shit, it's like, in, unless the segue was, 
shitty review bombings, you weren't ever going to do that well. Yeah. 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 There's, there's so much, you know, around the game. And, and it sh- as it should be, like, games do not exist in a vacuum. Yeah, absolutely. And, I've checked. you know, there's enough Nothing games that, that shy away from, like, oh, we're not going to be political or something like that. And this is, trust me, even though people probably say this is a political game, it's, it's like the least political game ever. But <laughs> it's just people existing in an apocalypse. <laughs> if you, I mean, a, a post-apocalypse where, yes, there are factions, but this has nothing to do with current politics or current government or right. current anything. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it. There has been a lot surrounding the game. Um, I'm more interested in not what the people are saying about. Oh, I don't even want to repeat some of the things that have been saying. I'm I'm more more interested about. Oh. This game is a technical masterpiece. Like it makes Red Dead Two, even though this has like two years of polish and development on top of that game, it makes it look like child's play. Like this is okay. Red Dead's a big open world. This game is very much narrower in scope and in the environments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it, Naughty Dog do this every time. It's second to none in terms of like motion capture, animations, programming, like, everything. It's, it, it, I was joking with you two, saying that, like, at least probably 20 animators died on this project, but I <laughs> yeah. imagine they probably did. Yeah, they absolutely, they're absolutely for those did. People. Yeah. And programmers uh, and engineers and artists and everything. It, it, it makes me appreciate the game a, a lot because I know the human cost, mm. but it also makes me sad it's like, did we need to go this far? Is this just a kind of... Is this us pushing the boundaries, or is this just laughing in the face of everybody else, like, ha ha ha, look what we can do with this money, with this time, with this unadulterated and unrestrained approach to crunch culture? Is this what we're going to do with it? And I just think... Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> First of all, I don't believe this game needed to exist. I'm glad to have played it. It's one of the games that I cannot stop playing. It, I mean, that's it, a big... It's one of the few games... Yeah. yeah. It I, it feels fun to play, mm-hmm. which I never thought I'd say that about like a Naughty Dog game specifically, because, yes, they are fun and functional, but this feels... This is very much... Um, doing what it sets out to do in like in terms of gameplay. Absolutely. Which is yeah, white, yeah. like white knuckle tense does it combat or stealth arenas and it's just it, it, i I forget to breathe in some wow. of these sections mm. and it's like it's that good. It is and it, and it, mm. it, it it's good in the way that it also builds uh even in those areas. So mm-hmm. uh it it's kind of similar in the first game that it is a um, it's kind of a narrative linear path, but in The Last of Us 2, they've opened up these areas a little bit more. Yeah. It, it's sort of like the Naughty Dog like Lost Legacy, like, right. or, or even just yes. Uncharted 4, like that, that slight open linear kind of feel to it. Absolutely. And I, I find that uh, I'll be playing through something and... I've uh, I've worked out not I haven't worked out the pathing of people, but I kind of know their beats. I know where they're going through. I know where they're moving to. 
I do know their pathing to a certain extent, but not on a timing sort of basis. They, they seem to have done very well in ensuring that it isn't just man goes here, he then goes to point B, he then goes to point C, he's then he back to point B, and he's then... You know, they, they've done really well in kind of varying that and allowing yeah, their AI fluid. to kind of to roam. Uh, and I think I really, really thought about that when I thought I'd cleared out all of the enemies. Hmm. And then I'm moving through the environment and suddenly that kind of uh, that noise notification the like yeah, yeah, yeah. builds when someone can Ding. see you that that yeah. just happened again I'm like but there's no one here there should I, I, I've taken down everybody but I hadn't and I just got shot oh, I'm like no. fuck oh, and whilst you know there's there's tons of games where you can uh, uh work out the best path through this based on the pathing of characters uh, of NPCs to be able to take down and stuff this really does throw up that randomness that suddenly things can just go to shit and as you say Lucy tense is the best word to describe a lot of the encounters that that happen in this Um, I think that's best um best shown with the human characters rather than the infected uh i found that the infected come on a much smaller sort of scale that there aren't maybe as many infected as there are humans and i haven't played as far as you have so (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah Um, yeah i agree like the fluidity and dynamism to like the ai is it definitely makes it more real Uh, i think it, this game is a sum of its parts because at the start of the game, I was like, okay, The Last of Us is like my, my favourite game of all time. And it's like, I didn't need an addendum to that story. Yeah. And so I was just like, hmm, I'm playing this game, but it's like, I, I don't need more story. And I wasn't, I still don't know where the story's ultimately going. I didn't know mm-hmm. where it was going at the, at the beginning of the game. Don't worry, I'm not going to say anything about it. But w- the start of the game, I was like, Okay, this is just more of that because I haven't watched like any pre-release material, or any trailers or anything, so I didn't exactly know what was going to be different. So seeing that it was just the third-person stealth-like kind of almost survival horror in resource management, like scavenging for for, for bits to craft and stuff like that, I was like, oh, it's just more of this. Yeah. And I think, but I, I, the more I played and I got over that, like, yes, it is just more of that. It, it seems like so much more than that now because everything just adds to it. As I say, it's some of its parts because the sound design and the animations when you're in a like scuffle or you're scrambling away when you're running away, which you can do. It's like you can approach this game anyhow. If you you can like stealth kill everybody. If you get into it, like if the enemies see you, you can just literally run away. Yeah, and go to the next like story beat or something like that, which you could do in the first game. But it's like this seems way more realistic, mm. and I think that's just because of like the sound design, the animation. Like every animation is just it looks like real life. <laughs> There's <laughs> so nuts. much detail, so much detail yeah. in this game, and it's it isn't the way, just like, you shift your gravity and your body weight when you're yeah. turning to run and stuff like that, and. Everything's just seamless, like going through like a, a gap. You'd think it would 
transition into this like kind of like cutscene almost but it's just like no that it's just it's just so seamless yeah it is absolutely and that's why it seems more i mean the film i almost called it film direction the art direction the game direction just this filmic quality to it that makes it look and seem like real life Mm. i think that adds to the gameplay more so than the gameplays actually change if that makes sense yes the presentation around it that makes it more impressive and more tense and you know stuff like that yes absolutely and it does very well i think at um giving you those tense moments and giving you a slight breather and then it, that might give you some story afterwards and allow you to kind of uh, calm down and take in what they're sort of saying or then throw you back into another encounter. I think it balances that sort of quite well and mm-hmm. yeah, does, a good, does a good job of building you up and building you up and building you up so you, you, you are tense and you're going through the encounters and it's very real. And like some of those animations where you have a melee weapon and you just take someone apart with it, <laughs> only then to be knocked onto the ground by someone shooting you and thinking, I'm on top of this, I've got this, and then just, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. I've now got to recover and do something. Where is everybody else? Where was this person? You know, It does really well in building those tense elements yeah. and then just allowing you enough time to just take a breather and yet yeah, throw yeah. you straight back into something else or or, yeah. or allow you a more of extended uh, breathing space or throw you into a slightly different situation um it, it does very well of levity uh, yeah but i i like liking it to like just looking at a car crash it's awful huh. that you can't take your eyes off yeah it, yeah and you just want to keep barreling through yeah, and that's why people slow down on the motorway. It's like, no, just keep driving. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's horrible when you look at it, but just keep driving. Yeah, it's 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 oppressive, and it's like it's like, oh my god. I mean, it's, it does that. What's funny about Naughty Dog is that they do poke fun at their own, at gaming in general, and at their own like quirks and approaches to game design and stuff like that. So it's like. You know the characters like say like these like quips. It's like, oh, this again. Like it, it, it always is like, oh, there is no just A to B. We can just walk, walk to this building here. It's like no, um, this ladder broke or something like that. So we have mm. to find an alternative route. And it is just like, oh, okay, here we go again. Another combat encounter. Another <laughs> room full of um, infected or something to clear out. And it knows it's doing that, but. It, you just can't help but just like keep going and yeah that's a testament to yeah the direction the design everything yeah so. absolutely and I, I i think there was a there's a moment that i just had mm. um and i won't say sort of uh, the characters involved or where it is not to sort of spoil anything but uh i was moving through a building um, everything was sort of calm. There's a little bit of exposition, a little bit of conversation between the characters. Uh, you then move into another area 
which you can't move out of. It does very well at kind of uh, pushing you into an area which then you kind of have to be in that arena for. You can't go anywhere else. Apart from if you do find the exit and you're able to push through that before the enemies get to you. Uh, But I moved into this other space, had to clear out a load of enemies, uh, did so, started doing so very stealthily, and suddenly I was just spotted from an enemy that I didn't know that was there. It kind of went to shit and was shooting and shooting and shooting, killed everybody, moved through the space, got to where we would exit, and then it, it just opened up again and lots of enemies flooded that area yeah. and I'm fighting them off, fighting them off, fighting them off like oh okay brilliant right let's move through this door the game so far has allowed me to kind of have a few of these encounters in one and just let me have some breathing room and it does it gives me about 30 seconds of breathing room <laughs> before you're then dragged into another space yeah. to then have a slightly bigger kind of encounter and I'm just like, oh my god, fuck! <laughs> and well, it's just the tense is, yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. And like, I, I just drop down that little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm straight back up there again. Like, huh, 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 huh. Yeah. Just and it, and it moves. It, like it controls quite well. It's not. It's not the best, but it controls quite fluidly. It allows you a reasonable amount of uh, movement while still. F- feeling very realistic i think that's what they strive for the realism mm. yeah, in terms of how it feels but yeah um i, I think what I, it, they're very good at masking like that kind of oh no we want you to this, do this and probably in this section this is the only way you can this is how it's going to go yeah. but you always feel like there's the option to to either go stealthy to go you know halfway between loud and selfie or just go loud or just run away, like yeah. the, like the, you just maybe because I've been playing games a long time and I've played Naughty Dog games a long time. I don't know, but it it's just so obvious when it's like no, this is when it's like slow down, stealthy. We want you to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you just gotta, you know, run out of there, and it just seems like it's just so seamless. Though, that that's probably the, the word i've come up with the most it's just so seamless yeah absolutely yeah it, it's 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 crazy how technically accomplished this game is mm-hmm. but as i as i'm you know still coming back to it like ben you've must have done a weapon upgrade at this point yes this is probably the most egregious thing about this game uh. is when you're unloading the gun and you're you see, you're looking down at the workbench when you're upgrading these guns. She she's unloading the gun, uncocking it, and everything like that, and then doing the upgrade, and then putting the gun back together, and there you go. It's not like oh, we're just gonna cut to a reverse camera and show her face, and then you know hide her hands, and she just you know doing a theatrical. Oh, I'm making a weapon, or do it from behind her back so you can't actually see the work table. It's like no. They've gone and done the like Red Dead Two thing. It's like you can see these weapons and like it's very gun porny and very it is yeah obsessive. yeah. I was just thinking that doesn't need to be there. She gets some oil. <laughs> she rubs down there. her weapon a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't need to be there. It's like how long did this take? Who crunched for this? <laughs> like why? It didn't need to be there. The game sort of would have been a ten out of ten. Game. There's a there's an early point. Um, <sighs> mm. 
where you're moving through the environment and someone is reshoeing a horse. <laughs> and it is just the kind of realistic head flick of this horse yeah. that's, you know, slightly frustrated that it's being put through this. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, I could have, I don't know whether this man would have reshoed this horse, whether it would have just been this continuous loop of 10 minutes of him trying to get the yeah. old shoe off. I didn't wait that long, but mm-hmm. everything in terms of when we say that level of detail, you look at things and you believe yeah. that that is what is happening. Uh, yeah. That it is that, that, that level of animation, that level of motion matches and, what you yeah. think it should be. And maybe I should be happy that there's developers like this who do push the boat and they do mm. have that, that that kind of resources and money and like just ambition and confidence to do that. But then I'm like, but at what cost? You know, <laughs> yeah. It's sad. You know, it's like, yes, I want to enjoy this game, enjoy that it's a technical marvel, but in the back of my head, I'm just thinking those those poor people and their families. Yeah. Mm, Who rough. worked on those horse balls shriveling in the winter? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that's right, dead. Sorry. <sighs> but 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 outside of that, like just looking at this from a get, I don't know why I can't do. Well, I know why I can. It's like I just think like, you know, I know what it's like to be overworked. Believe it or not, and it's just like it's, I couldn't imagine. Like the stuff that they're going through, yeah, working absolutely. on this game, and and what is a passion project as well. So you're even like, you know, you want to do it as well. Mm. So it's like, oh my gosh, but um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, just from a game point of view, it's it's outstanding. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's you know, it because it, it, I'm still just thinking. It's like, it, surely this should have been. The thing that I'm just like, no, this is my game of the year. This is the game of the decade or something for me. But I'm just like, no. And this is like for me who loved the first game. Mm. If if any if this game should be impressing anyone, it should be me. But I still preferred Ori and the Blind. <laughs> <It wouldn't laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's I haven't fair. finished the game, but it's take. like, you know, it's like. You're doing all these things, and it is a technical masterpiece. But apart from like Uncharted Two, I don't think any of the other Naughty Dog games would crack my top personal top ten mm. like any year. And maybe that's just me, but I'm just like, you're doing all this, and yet your games are still not. Yes, they push the boundaries in like in 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 like technology and storytelling. And even like gameplay to this extent, mm. but as a package as a whole, it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm just the mm. wrong person. Like maybe Uncharted Three is somebody's favorite game Mate. ever, and they're we're, just we're, extremely we're wrong. always the wrong person to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But 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 I, I, like critically, like you you don't usually see like Naughty Dog games doing getting in top ten lists. Mm. I mean, a lot of people look to the gameplay and stuff like yeah. that, but I think the gameplay is probably the best that they've had. Yeah, absolutely. Like ever, it is solid. You know? It is solid in this game. But I'm just wondering how this will do critically at the end of the year anyway. Mm. I don't know if it's if, if it's got that baggage from the first game. It's like you got to really hit the story out of the park. And I'm, 
haven't really looked at many critical reviews in terms of the story, but I don't know if it has done that. Mm. We'll see, I suppose. Top 10 we'll see. This year, but yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's interesting. It's yeah. like you do all this and then are you going to get it's like Rockstar they do all that and their games still don't get like you know mm. still don't win game of the year yeah. like God of War won against Red Dead and God of War worked their staff to death as well so yeah. what am I saying who cares you know it's just <laughs> oh. we should see we should return to The Last of Us Part 2 mm. uh, later today when we finished it when people have had time to finish it uh, and we I can kind of get into stuff Hey, it'll be good to come back to it in a couple of weeks and get your kind of yeah. take on on it and what's kind of going on, and then maybe yeah. there's an out of lives spoiler cast for everyone to sort of listen to at some point. I'm, I'm very interested in your take a deal because, uh, as you say, you haven't played the first game, mm. so I'm wondering if the emotional weight will mean anything. Yeah, I and mean also, that's sort of why. Uh... Will you want to keep playing? Because you know your your gaming not problem but position. Of like not playing many games, yeah. I wonder if this will be the one that will get you to just barrel. I mean, I, mm. I mean, the reason why I sort of, I, I sort of jokingly said, "I'll just play, I'll just fucking play two without playing one." Uh, mm. is, but as soon as I said it, I was like, "Well, especially because the like preview um, responses were mixed, and people were sort of saying it's grueling and, and like it's there was like mm. all kinds of back and forth and attention there, and I was like, actually." Um, I think it's best for me if I play one than two, but it might be really interesting to see what it's like to play two um, mm. without having played one um, to see how much, like, given this tension, how much that might be nostalgia goggles uh, and how much it is, um, how much of it just is like, well, you know, it's it's a sequel. Fuck you. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but, but like, like, it is a full-priced game, and, like, it's supposed mm-hmm. to have its own storyline, and uh, I'm just... Even if it ends up not being that fruitful for me, I think it would be interesting to see what that picture is without yeah. all the baggage. Like, I know very little about Last of Us 1. I know it's... Uh, I mean, the, the big spoiler for Last of Us 1 is I know those two people, Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Yep, they make it through. But yeah, I know that because yeah. I've seen a trailer for number two. Uh, so, like, other than no, that, I know that characters. there's zombies and it was harrowing. Um, um, yeah. So, I kind of... It was. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super curious what, what that will be like where they're just people I know exist rather than, um, mm. you know, some, something big. Like, like, oh, I spent... 15 hours struggling through the end of the world with these two people and then their tension and their blah and blah and it's like oh actually what if like so some people say it's kind of grueling for grueling's sake and I feel like that it'll be easier to tell if I don't have any attachment to the characters sure yeah that's fair yeah it's fair it's, take. Uh, I, I'll, uh, as you say the game should stand on their own and if you hmm I don't know because like there was one point that that just was poignant for me because it's like 
I don't know, like, I know these characters, and it's like, I like these characters, and I'm more feeling for them, because mm. I like them, these characters have those that history of these characters, rather than maybe that grief being warranted in the game, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because, because it's obviously wants to elicit emotion from you, and it worked, mm. but it was from a point of view of, like, I know these characters, and I feel sorry for these characters. Yeah. Rather than I booted this game up and I know these characters for yeah. two hours or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. And it's fair. We'll, we'll we'll see when we return to this, uh, probably in a couple of weeks, uh, mm. when we've all had time to kind of digest and 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 everyone has had time to play with it that we can talk a little bit more in depth about uh, yeah. about the story and kind of what's going on. Uh, I'm hoping to finish it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back and play it now. Yeah. It's, it's so long. It's compelling, though. It's compelling. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, which is crazy, because like, a 30-hour game is usually like, okay, it's ending now. It's yes. ending now, whereas yeah. this is just like... It, it feels long, but that's probably because it's so oppressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than likely. <laughs> um, so we will finish there this week. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the beers that we have drank. Uh, Lucy, out of the two you had, what mm. uh, what did you prefer this week? Yeah, the Vicast Day... Um, Pilsner was nice. It, it was a very, like, just classic Pilsner. Um, like, lemony, citrus flavour. Got those, like, slight estery and bubblegum mm-hmm. flavours. A lot of malt showing through. It was nice. I, you know, I can't fault it. But it's something that I probably want to drink more of and would definitely drink a, you know, a few more cans now. It's definitely the on reflection from Oak River Brewing. Mm. Um, it's just a solid IPA, well balanced. You're getting the fruit at the start, um, bit of ho- a bit of hoppiness and resiny um, flavours at the end. Had a nice bit of body to it, so it was just like, oh, this is nice mouth coating. It's it's full enough, um, you know, at six percent. It's not too heavy though. Mm. And it, you know, just really quaffable. It's like not quite session, but you could definitely throw back a few of these. So yeah, nice. It's the on reflection. Mm. On reflection, my favourite beer was on reflection. Good. Hey. I think I um, kind of I feel similarly. The bigger beer is the kind of like the better one. That the, the session pale from North was nice mm-hmm. uh, and was very easy, and I would drink it again. But I would reach for the uh, the Wilderman Finback collaboration straight away. I would drink more of that right now, uh, which was called "Paying the Price for My Smooth Ride." Uh, <laughs> just full of full of flavor, full of interesting different flavors going on. It, it kind of edged on that sort of stewed fruits, but not too heavily. You know it. You can understand that a lot of the um, uh, kind of, uh, a lot of the fruit that's going into it is a little bit different. It's a little bit more bitter, perhaps. It's not quite that sort of stewy. So I think the Wilder and Finback for me just just picks it this week, uh, and I would definitely I'd just drink another can straight away now. Uh, Adol, how about you? Um, I I think it's the Buxton. Simcoe, Lupalu, Balu, 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 10, or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, yes. The Lupalus X or Lupalus 10. Um, 
I like them both. I was actually... I don't know how much of the internal sunshine is just me not getting what I was expecting, a double dry hopped IPA that was just kind of light and nuanced instead of a little stronger, both in the nose and the taste. Uh, but also, the, buck, the, the Bucks and Simcoe just had a lot more going on. The taste curve was more interesting. It had a more interesting finish, a more interesting taste, and the nose was like, oof. Like, it, like I poured it, put it down while you guys were talking, you could smell it from a foot away. Mm. Um, so I, um, yeah, I think it's the Buxton Simcoe, uh, Lupulus X, uh, this week. X, go and give it to you. Hey! Raw, 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 raw. wonder if DMX is still in jail. Oh, wow. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably got picked up on another gun gun charge. Probably oh. got out of prison, and then it was like, oh, instantly and a back gun. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's finish there for this week. Uh, if you want to chat to any of us, uh, Lucy is at Juicy Loose Nine. Adel is at the Omniarc, unless he's streaming, which is at the underscore Omniarc, and I am at Nova underscore forty seven. Almost everywhere. We, as a a trio are at Tanked Up Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. We tweet out some stuff. Chat to us. Let us know what's going on. You can reach us at Out of Lives. I was going to say Network. Is that right? At Out of Lives Net on Twitter. Uh, or you can go to um, outoflives.net to read lots of other articles. And possibly look at some other videos that we've been putting up recently. Adel and I both streamed last week. There's some videos up of reviews and uh, initial looks at sort of games and stuff that you can go and take a look at. Has anyone else got anything else they want to plug before we go? Uh, we said Instagram. Yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, no, no. we just got um, a couple of people jump into the Twitch right at the end. Um, so hi, thanks oh, hey. for stopping by. Um, uh, <laughs> we're off, though. Yeah, we're off, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk soon. Uh, if you want to hear a um, uh, oral history of um, my time of diner crisis. <laughs> Um, I mean, to be fair, we. I mean, the, I'm here for another two hours. Yeah, I mean, if you're really interested in what we talked about tonight, uh, and you're uh, and you're on Twitch, you can just check out the VOD as soon as we're done, or actually, you can probably start it now. Otherwise, you can check it out in podcast form on all of your podcatchers. Don't forget to write, uh, rate, and review us, and check us out on YouTube if you want to see us holding up the tins to the non-autofocusing or over-autofocusing cameras as they will be and don't forget to like subscribe blah 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 ring the bell i don't remember all the things look i'm not all the, the greatest shit. At, all look, those things. I, I i did a good job at shilling up until you've done well. oh i've done three in a row and now i'm bored and i don't like this no you've yeah. done well yeah. i i i agree yeah it's a good point for us to say this week we've been tanked up bye-bye Why the long face? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, well, we're gonna. May your um. Wait, 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 wait. Nope. Um. Ooh. May your survival be long, and may your death be swift. Oh. Mm. Uh.
I look forward to seeing you guys all in the afternoons. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> and we're out. www.outoflives.net